welcome to the At Ramsey Heights podcast, your source for all of our audio messages at Ramsey Heights Baptist Church in Batesville, Arkansas. This is Pastor Brian Coates, and I hope this encouragement from God's Word connects with you and helps guide you through your next steps on your journey with God. Enjoy today's message. Well, if you're here today, and you are... You're in for a very special blessing. It is an incredibly special day. Today we are doing something called On My Heart. And what we've done is we've asked our deacons to take place on this stage and replace me. So you don't have to listen to me talk this morning. Don't amen. This is okay. But our deacons are going to get to come up here today and share their hearts with you. If you haven't been going here long, if you're new, um, I do want to introduce our deacons to you. We have four deacons here. Uh, One of them over here is Brother Roy. Brother Roy, raise your hand. Stand up. This is Brother Roy. He is our eldest deacon, also my grandpa, so, you know, he's pretty special. Uh, We won't be hearing from here to him today, but he is still a very loved and valued part of our church. We also have our three deacons down here. Brother Larry, if you'd raise your hand, you'll hear from him in a minute. Brother Larry is the chairman of our deacons, a title he does not want, nor does he know what it means, but he missed a meeting, so we gave him that title anyway. Uh, We have Brother Norman, who has been, there is a hand there, who has been a deacon here for about four years now, pretty close to that. Um, We love Brother Norman as well. And then Brother Scott, our newest deacon, who just became a deacon here earlier this year. And I'm so excited to have them step up here and speak to you. Um, I really felt like this was important, and we feel like this is important, for you to know who our deacons are and to give them an opportunity to share their heart with us. Um, Jesus loves his churches. Uh, Jesus loves Ramsey Heights. And if you read Revelation, you see that Jesus takes an active part in managing and caring for his churches. But God invested leadership roles into two offices in the church. The first is the pastor. That's my job. Uh, A pastor is responsible for the spiritual needs of the congregation. And and the other office is equal to it. It is the office of deacon. And, And I think the easiest way to understand our deacons is to understand that they are responsible for the physical needs of our church whatever that may be. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say something. It may be uh, edgy. It may not be uh, appropriate, but I'm going to say it. Ramsey Heights has the best four deacons in the state of Arkansas. Amen. They do. If you don't know them, you're about to get to know them. They're awesome. And I'm not just saying that because there are deacons. I'm saying that because I know them and I know what makes a good deacon and qualities that they all have. The first thing that I see in our deacons that gives me so much faith and trust in them is I see men with a godly heart. And when I say that, I don't mean like, like church speak, like, oh, it's good to have a godly heart. There are men in this church serving in the role of deacon who deeply love Jesus Christ, who deeply love his church and want to serve in a godly manner. And all four of our deacons fall into that. Secondly, I see in our deacons, I see humility. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. They don't want to be up here this morning. Uh, they, they want to serve from behind. <laughs> That's the first time they've ever amen me. <laughs> but they're doing this at my request because I think it's important. Uh, but they like to serve in the shadows. They, they serve in this church without anybody really knowing what they're doing. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this story. Uh, I preached on Thursday night at our associational meeting. And I sat down. And I was really nervous. And, and all three of them came to me and they said, Brian, 
uh, that was a really good sermon. I'm like, well, thank you for the encouragement. No, Brian, seriously, that was really good. You need to share that with the church. And I'm starting to get, you know, kind of the big head. I'm like, must have done pretty good, you know? And then they said, we think you should do that this Sunday. I was like, I see what you're doing. I know what you're doing. They're trying to get out of it. Uh, but they serve with humility. They don't ask for appreciation. They don't have egos. They truly serve. And then, of course, the last thing is service. I've seen deacons of this church serve through some very hard times. I've seen them do the right thing when it was tough to do. And if you drive past this church, chances are you're going to see a truck of a deacon sitting up here at odd hours. I see them all the time up here. And they're doing jobs that nobody knows that they do, that they're never thanked for, that they're never appreciated for. And they do all of this without pay. And I was thinking this week, what if I could come up with an estimate how many thousands of hours our four deacons have invested in this church with nobody knowing? And I tried to think of that, and I just couldn't come up with a number big enough because they serve in ways that you would never know they would serve. So it's our honor this morning to have them. I'd like to just say this from my perspective. Um, I submit 99% of my leadership to them, not because I have to, but because I trust their wisdom and I trust their hearts for God. Um, I want you guys to hear me say, there are no four men anywhere that I have a higher trust in than our deacons. So with that, we're going to invite our first, Brother Larry, up to the stage. If you would, this morning, just as appreciation and encouragement, would you welcome Brother Larry to the stage? Got it. I think we're all pretty nervous, but uh, if I hit the floor, don't worry about it. I started having a sugar drop a few minutes ago. I did put a piece of candy in my mouth, so hopefully I'll be okay. Uh, most of you, I know, have known most of you for a long time. Uh, some of you I don't know as well. Hopefully you'll give me the opportunity to get to know you. Uh, I don't know uh, how many specifics in the church. Uh, I'm going to give you my testimony. Uh, I was saved the year between fourth grade and fifth grade. Now, I can't tell you the year. That, that eludes me. I don't know why. It was on the first Sunday in June. I was baptized on the third Sunday. How many was saved outside of church? See your hands. A few. I was saved at home. I had heard the pastor speak that day. I'd been under conviction for a while. And he asked the question, do you know where you're going if you don't wake up in the morning? I knew where I was going. And I didn't want that. So I got everybody up. And I was saved there in the house. Sunday night. Uh, that's been a long time ago. Brother Brian asked us to uh, speak a few words on what is on our heart. I guess I would say what is on my heart most of all is the teaching of God's word. Uh, in this church been in this church 41 years the only other church I went to 
was the one I was raised in. Uh, I've had the privilege of being here for a long time. We've had ups, we've had downs. That's to be expected if you're anywhere very long. I hope one of these days all of you can say you've been here 40 or 50 years. Uh, I love this church very dearly. Most of you didn't know me. Knows I can't do this. I have tried very hard not to let this happen this morning. But I do care for this church. We believe that the church was started by Jesus Christ as he walked the shores of the Sea of Galilee, calling his disciples, his apostles, one at a time. I believe Ramsey Heights is a descendant of that church. I believe we are a New Testament church. So what is our duty as a New Testament church? I think we probably all know we see this every Sunday morning. Brian puts it, the last thing we see before we leave. It's Matthew 28, 19 through 20. It says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. That is our duty as a church. So, how do we go about doing this? Uh, I think we must tell others that we know, others that we come in contact about the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ that he came and he paid the price for our sins, for all man's sins, as he hung on the cross. That's the good news. We just need to share what Christ has done for us. If we can tell people about Jesus and they do accept him as their personal savior, does our duty stop there? I don't think so. I think the second part of that commission said teaching them to observe all things. I think that's where we as a church really come in important. We need to have teaching ministries. Brother Brian gives us the word from here in the pulpit. But if that's all you ever hear, that's not going to be enough. We have 
bridge groups. We have small groups that we meet and we study God's Word together. We have Bible study on Wednesday night. If you've never been to one of those, you need to try it. It's it's very enjoyable. We have a good fellowship. We learn things together, but it's not boring. We try to make it a atmosphere that people feel comfortable, that they can speak uh, what they feel about different scriptures. Uh, and we try to make it very inviting. And I would encourage you to try to make one of our classes. Uh, we do have material that you can get that you can help study from the Word of God, but I think that's one of the things that maybe churches is failing on. They do not teach the whole Word of God. Okay. Uh, the rest of the commission uh, to the church is that you know we need to teach all of God God's principles and to show where I think we have failed a lot of times last week I heard of a survey that was taken of self-proclaimed evangelical pastors now this is pastors 39 percent did not believe the Bible taught there was one way to heaven and that was through faith in Jesus Christ. 39% of pastors, so-called evangelicals, somebody's getting something wrong somewhere. That's the bedrock principle of the Bible. But during the past generations, uh, Someone during your past, they did in mine, they loved us enough to take the time to study and teach uh, and give us God's principles. We need to do the same thing. As we grow and mature in God's Word, we need to love other people enough to give ourselves to help them learn God's Word and His principles. Uh, I am very thankful and grateful to the people during my past that helped teach me. Uh, I was fortunate. I grew up in a, uh, a home where uh, we went to church every time the doors was open. Uh, my mother and dad, they were saved individuals. They believed in the Bible and the Bible principles. I know everybody doesn't have that opportunity. So that's why we need to be examples to others that they can see that we have something that they know is different about us that they would also uh, want to learn. So the next thing that if our duty is to go and teach, how urgent is our calling to do God's Word? Um, let's look at 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13 through 18. Paul says to us, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, 
even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we insight for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And we so shall ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. This is one. This is another one of the the principles that you know throughout the Bible, uh, and a lot of the Old Testament talks about the second coming of Christ. Uh, I truly believe He is coming, and I'm sure you've always heard as you grew up. I believe the Lord's coming within my lifetime. I truly believe that. If He doesn't, He's still coming. It just may be delayed a little bit. But we don't know when, so we need to be ready. I'd like to also read Matthew 24, verse 36 through 39. This is Jesus talking. It says, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. So nobody knows when Jesus is coming. So if somebody tells you a date... That's just a guess. The only thing I can tell you for sure about Jesus when his coming is, it's one day closer than it was yesterday. He is coming. We need to be ready. Uh, verse 37 says, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Matthew 25, verse 13. Again, this is Jesus. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Luke 12, verse 40. Jesus is speaking. Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when ye think not. If we knew the day Jesus was coming, I'm sure we would do things differently. Uh, I'm afraid we may know in the back of our mind that Jesus is coming, but we need to be ready. We need to be looking. He is coming. And uh, we need to be ready when Jesus does come. We all have someone that we know that is in our family. It may be a, a child or grandchild, brother, sister, mom or dad, friends, people that we work with that we know they are not a saved individual. They are not ready for Christ's return. And if we know there's someone ready or not ready, 
we need to be about trying to get them to accept Jesus because if God if Jesus comes back and they're not ready they're not going to be with us in heaven and I think all of us that has loved ones we don't want that to happen we need to be ready when Christ comes so my prayer for Ramsey Heights is that we may reach every person in this community that they might come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and that we could help teach them of God's principles but it's going to take all of us it won't take one of us or part of us it takes all of us we're all a part of this church and we need to be about the father's business thank you for listening to me uh, I did not pass out so uh, and I will say none of the three of us knows what the other two is going to bring I don't know No, and Brian didn't know either we didn't tell each other but I'm sure they have something very good to say because I, I know the hearts of these guys uh, Brother Norman is up next uh, he's been a deacon like say close to four years but he had a servant's heart before he got the job uh, when I was uh, I guess I did kind of volunteer but was trying to figure out who was going to go first I did hear the, the thought about age before beauty. So, you know, I was the oldest. Scott is last, so he's the pretty one, okay? Brother Norm. Yeah, most of y'all know that I usually do stuff in the sound booth, so I'm used to seeing the back of your heads. I asked, I asked them to let me do it from the sound booth, and they wouldn't let me. So I'm going to ask everybody to turn around so I won't be so scared. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'm going to try to go slow. Uh, I had to write everything down because I'll forget it when, if I try to do it from memory. Um, First of all, I want to thank everybody for being here and uh, for listening to us. And, and I hope we don't disappoint you. Uh, I know Brian does so much better at doing this than we do. Um, but Larry, Larry did an awesome job. And I'm sure that we're all, all three of us, it's the same thing on our hearts. Um, First off, can I get everybody to raise their hand? This is not to volunteer anything, but it's a, no, and we're not going to call on you to answer anything. Um, it's just for a reference for later. Um, okay. I just want you to know, to think about this, that I think about this a lot, and uh, in fact, every week as I'm uh, standing with y'all, like, oh, you can put your hands down. <laughs> I'm sorry. But 
anyway, as I stand with y'all every week uh, during the invitation, I look at the back of everybody and I, and I pray that everybody knows Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And, um, and I do think about it a lot. So it is on my heart. Um, um, so what's on my heart is actually what's on your heart. Um, I'm going to tell you about something that happened a little over... 17 years ago, and a lot of people's heard it, but I usually do it this devotional at night, and there's not as many people. So, uh, but anyway, a lot of people hasn't. Um, and um, but I'm going to change it up some, and it's a uh, and not going into detail exactly what all happened, but. Um, and mom, mom, mom gets nervous when I tell because she doesn't. She's afraid I'll tell too much. But um, it, this happened about in February of uh, 17 years ago. It'll be 18 years coming up. Um, I was God put me in a spot to actually see my dad. Have He got hit from the side, and it flipped his truck home completely around, facing us. And of course, he wasn't hurt, but uh, it made me think a lot about stuff. I'd invited mom and dad to church a lot, and uh, they would show up, and but they never, never stayed. You know, continued to stay. And Brother Larry talked about loved ones, you know. We are concerned about loved ones, about coming to church and our being saved, not necessarily coming to church. Um, because we are hopeful that they will hear something in church. And sometimes we have to tell them outside of church. <laughs> um, let me catch up. A little over a week went by, and um, I called my dad up. I asked him if I wanted to go to Walmart, and I had ulterior motives. And on the way back, I finally get my nerve up, and I, I started asking. I started asking him some questions, and the, the last one I asked him was uh, if he would have died in that wreck, but he have went to heaven. And he told me, well, I've lived a good life. And that told me exactly what I needed to know. Uh, you see, uh, you can't live, you can't get to heaven on your own. You can't live a good enough life to, to, to actually get to heaven on your own. And about that time, we, we made it to, back to my house. And I offered to, to go in and get my Bible and show him some scripture. And he, of course, I think the Holy Spirit was working on him at that time. And he was nervous. And he said, no, oh, it's getting late. And so anyway, so the next night, I got off work. And I came home. And uh, I got my, my Bible and our Sunday school book. And on the back of it, it had a 
had a, a picture, the ABCs of salvation, and I think Ron's going to put it up here. The first picture. Okay. And, and, um, and this is uh, this is simple. I mean, it's it's fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, which was I was helping Glenda teach the class, and uh, so I wanted it to be simple so that they could understand. And um, I went up there, and I, I actually went to each scripture, and uh, I told them about it. So if you'll put that second picture up there. If if it'll work, I don't know. He's, I don't know. Anyway, salvation means to be saved from something. Biblically, the salvation means be saved from death. Acts four twelve says, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven to man by which we must be saved. A, admit, admit what you have done wrong and ask for forgiveness. Romans 3.23 All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, when I had y'all raise your hand, that is all. That's everybody. everybody knew. And if you didn't raise your hand, that means you too. So, and, um, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. And Brother Joy asked me every week almost, did you earn your money today? And I say, probably not. <laughs> but the wages of sin is death. The wages is what we earn. And we deserve, we earn death for our sins. First John 1 John 1.9 If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and purify us for all unrighteousness. Believe, believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again as a payment for your sins. John 3.16 Everybody knows John 3.16 uh, For God so loved the world the world that that's all of us that's the ones that raise their hand to the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life first corinthians 15 3-4 christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures roman 5 Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates His own love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And C is confess and choose, and that's the important one. You confess that and choose to allow God to be in charge of your life. Matthew sixteen twenty four. Then Jesus... Then said Jesus unto the disciples, If any man, that's y'all, will come after me, let him deny himself and take up the cross and follow me. Romans 10, 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So it is a guarantee that it's not, it's not just certain ones. It's everyone. 
Romans 10, 13. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is just a few of the verses that's in the Bible. Okay. Okay, if you have never at any point asked Jesus to come into your life and be your Savior, my heart is that you, your heart will change. Okay, just like that, when I was in mom and dad's living room I want you to think of sitting next to me of me sitting next to you telling you these things the next night I got home a little bit late I don't have my stuff written down right so I'm just going to do it I got home a little bit late my mom called and she asked what I was doing I told her I was eating and to her that I was worked late. I said, did you think about anything that we talked about? And she said, I hadn't been able to sleep any for the last three nights. And so we went up there. I went and got our pastor at the time and went up there and both of them were saved at that time. And, um, and that's been, like I said, 17, a little over 17 years ago. Dad's been gone eight years, so we get, I got to go to church with him for eight years. And um, but, uh, for, for nine years, I'm sorry, my brain's not working. <laughs> for nine years, I got to go to church with him and worship Jesus. But just think, I get to worship with him in eternity with him. about the noise <laughs> you know we don't know when we're going to die I mean it just so happens that today is the anniversary of, uh, of the, the Twin Towers being taken down of the airplanes there's almost 3,000 people died that day so my heart is for you to have a new heart if you don't know Jesus and my heart is that you will accept Jesus as your personal Savior. So, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I hope I didn't run too long. Brother Scott, I'm sure, I'm sure he's tired. He came back. They went to Jonesboro last night to took the youth. And I don't know how he keeps up with everything. It's amazing. But, yeah, I've learned to love him since... He's been with us, well, all these men. We're a pretty close group. <laughs> anyway, Brother Scott.
Good morning, church. Good to see everybody. Uh, give me just a quick moment here to get my notes out and uh, get my thoughts together. To overcome some fear. Uh, this is really really nerve-wracking. I just want to look around. I just want to acknowledge the church, each and every one of you. Uh, we love and we dote over you every every week. Uh, we get to meet, and I have the pleasure of being part of that uh, as my walk in Christ continues to grow. And we just, if you've been here, know that you are loved and you have been prayed for. Um, we just, each and every one of you, I just love seeing your faces. Uh, we, we and we even had the uh, we were even fortunate enough to have some uh, some new ones come in today that we had the opportunity to love. So, uh, first of all, I want to start with Psalms forty six ten. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. That's a verse that carries a, a great amount of weight with me. Um, in my daily walk as I freak out, uh, especially right now. It's just, but it's just reassuring to know that God's done everything for us and there's nothing good about Scott except the spirit that lives in him that belongs to God. Um, and it's very difficult to come up with the words to share that with each and every one of you. And I'll, I'll try to get going here and be brief. I know we're at noon already. Um, but, it, but it's very difficult having a pastor like Brother Brian. Uh, he speaks so eloquently. We, 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 had the, uh, we, were, we were fortunate enough to uh, be at the association meeting. And I want to brag on the kingdom work that Brian's doing, uh, Brother Brian's doing within the association. Uh, he preached to a room full of preachers. And I think he made them all repent. <laughs> uh, it was such a fantastic message, and we're going to continue to implore him um, to share that with the church. And it was just such a blessing to be a part of, and it's a blessing to be a part of, of the deacon group um, as we meet and we try to uh, address the needs of the church. Uh, speaking of my heart for the church uh, today it's it's a multitude of things uh, but it but it all correlates to you and your relationship with the church and with our lord and savior uh, jesus christ um, we have service groups upcoming after the first of the year so i'm going to go ahead and plug plug the one that i'll be heading now i'm going to be uh, uh, over an outreach service group within the church and we want to reach out uh, into our communities uh, we, you know, obviously, uh, church being community-based, we want to reach out into hospitals where people are dying. They need to hear about Jesus. We want to reach out to nursing homes where people are dying and they need to hear about Jesus. And then we have a multitude of schools in our area as well, which, by the way, have people dying and need to hear the word of Jesus. So we've got to, um, we've got to get back to that outreach into those three areas. Uh, Proverbs 22, six, train a child up in the way he should go. And when he was, when he is old, he shall not depart from it. We have a lot of young kids here on 
Sunday morning. We need to get them here on Wednesday nights. We have we have classes open. Um, we're seeing the perversion of truth in our country more so than ever. Um, kids are not only identifying opposite of what there are, what they are. Some are identifying as dogs and cats, and we need to uh, we need to make sure that the kids need the truth. Um, we want to uh, get that out to them. go through here I am so nervous I am more nervous than what, what I thought I would be um, above all else we just want to be a vessel uh, to God that we might be able to uh, say or do something to connect you uh, with Jesus Christ or within the church because uh, ultimately that that is how we serve that's how we're commissioned to serve um, our Lord and Savior is, is through the local body so as I tried to come up with something real mind-blowing to say uh, there for a few days I was toting around some commentary books and boy I was really gonna enlighten y'all I was really gonna say something that you guys had had never heard and as I prayed to God for enlightenment uh, I never received it <laughs> so I realized I'm not a preacher I haven't been called to that I'm just a water boy so many of you know I'm a, uh, a water boy I work for Southside water have for 21 years I'm blessed to work with brother Jared uh, so he's my brother in arms and such uh, so so that's what I know and that's kind of what I'm gonna what is what I'm gonna speak about and try to uh, connect you to some of God's Word tonight so or today so RB has a picture for me if he will bring that up oh we did oh okay um, hmm, that may be a little difficult to uh, to visualize uh, okay well what it is essentially working for the water authority when I when I came into the water authority there had been people there that had been working there for for 20 30 years and it's hard to uh, it's hard to gather that knowledge from them sometimes it truly is and the greatest the greatest assets that a water authority has is the water lines and all the valves and everything that lay under the ground um, that is what serves us public drinking water so they're very important to us and we try to watch over and maintain and protect them so as we go about our business we tried to come up with a mapping software that would allow us to plot and locate and track and keep uh, keep an eye on all these assets for the system and the idea would be uh, to collect a certain amount of information that would be complete in its work and would provide all the information needed to do our job successfully if you will so we wanted to create a database in the water world for our water utility that would be comparable to God's word we have for our spiritual life which is the center of our being so so about six years ago I um, undertook this mission and we invested in items and software uh, that was a to honestly to be used utilized as an engineering tool and it was very difficult it was very difficult to use and I was struggling with it 
and I couldn't understand it. And when I did start to understand it, I knew that I wouldn't be able to share this with anybody. Nobody else would be able to utilize it. So we kind of struggled along for several years. Well, recently we had, uh, we found another software provider, which coincidentally is gonna provide everything we need and we've actually deployed. And I had a picture of the map to kind of correlate where I'm going uh, with scripture. Um, but it's very simple to use. Uh, it's very simple to understand and everybody within the water authority um, is able to use it. Uh, coincidentally, uh, the, the gentleman that created the software created it with the sole intent of honoring God through the relationships that he would create, be created by the use of the software. So, so God had his hand in it, um, which we know uh, all things work together for those that love God. So we've deployed our mapping software and we're out collecting these assets. We're out collecting the information. We're plotting it. We're keeping an eye on it. We're making sure it's connected. We're making sure it's connected to the source, if you will. So that's what I have today is some scripture to make sure that we know the source that we're supposed to connect to. And as we map our water system, we wanna make sure that everything is ultimately connected to the water source. But in our spiritual lives, which is the center of our being, we wanna make sure that we're connected to the vine. And of course, John 14, six tells us, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. So those are Christ's word himself. And then he went on in chapter 15 uh, to, to teach about him being the true vine and we must be connected. So much like our mapping, mapping software, to capture that asset, we have to log it. We have to ensure that it's there and that allows us to, to look after it. And to me, it's a correlation to a function of the church. We wanna make sure that each and every one here today is connected to the source, connected to the vine. And then the purpose of the church, to put your name down, to put your name down on the roll. There's value in that. There's value in that because much like the water authority, once we're putting these assets on this map, they're always gonna be there. We're gonna be able to look after them. If they're debilitated, we're gonna be able to refurbish them. We're gonna be able to help them. If they need, uh, you know, if they need work, we're gonna put the work into them, but we're gonna keep an eye on them. And we're gonna love them because each and every part, whether it be speaking water boy wise, if it's a fire hydrant, if it's a valve, if it's a water meter, every aspect is important. And we're no different than that. So I just want to uh, rapid fire here, we're at 1210. I just want to make sure that we review and plot the map points that God has laid out for us to follow through his scripture, which speaks very plain. Uh, it's very easy. I remember when I came to faith in Christ, it was very easy to complicate all of this, God's complete work. But it's a simple solution 
And just like Norman said, it's a concept that even the faith of a child can understand. So I want to take, take you down the Romans road real briefly here, and we'll turn it back over to Brian. Um, Romans 3.10. Let me find it here as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So we have company. I know uh, sometimes we can uh, get stuck in our shame, but we need to understand each and every one of us has a need for a Savior in here. And then Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Norman covered that. So we're hearing these verses twice today, so there's, there's got to be somebody lost in here. For the rest of you, we'll go to second. Or, uh, we'll, we'll go to uh, Second Timothy three sixteen, second comma right for reproof. That's where we're at. So we go to Romans six twenty three. Let's go there. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then back to Romans five eight. But God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Very simple plan. And as we move along to Romans 10, as I finish up, Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then we have our assurance. In Romans 5.1, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So only through Jesus Christ we'll have that peace with God. And we were separated from that when we were born into sin. So here's, here's, here's our application time. We're going to get Brother Brian up here. But my heart for the church and for everyone here is that you know and love our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and then to connect to a local body connect to a local body please opportunities for service await brothers and sisters await to help you we're all here for each other this is family this is family to me and if I have to pick a group of people us versus the world I'll pick this group every time so we would love to have you come be a part of us brother Brian this morning I gave one simple instruction to our deacons share what's on your heart for our church and it's not a surprise to me in fact I knew it would happen this way without even having a clue what they're gonna talk about that each of them would have the same thing to say to us. And what our deacon said this morning to this congregation was you need Jesus Christ in your life. And so what we're gonna do this morning, because I believe somebody's here that needed to hear that message, and if it's you, it's time to give your heart to Christ. It's time to accept his gift of salvation. God prepared three separate men to speak to you this morning on your need for him. So if that's you, I would love to walk you through that. I would love to tell you how to express your faith in him. It's so simple. Even a child can do it. Don't leave here the same as you walked in this morning. Let's stand and worship and pray together. Live.